everyone. I hope you really like our new design of our sanctuary. Right? You like it? Um, today we are going to continue our study from the book of John. Okay. Last year, yes, last year, uh, we finished uh, chapter 5 from verse 1 to 30. And today we are going to finish the whole thing from verse 31 to 47. So this is, will be the last part of John 5. Okay, so here in the last part of John 5, we will see the relentless rebukes by Jesus to the people because they refuse to believe. Relentless rebuke. Okay, so let's read together John 5, verse 31 to 47. John 5, verse 31 to 47. So this is a conversation between Jesus and the people. Jesus says this, If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony will not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say this thing so you might be safe. John was like a burning and shining lamb, and you were excited for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John my teachings and my miracles the father gave me gave me this work so accomplished and they they hear jesus teachings and miracles prove that the father he sent me and the father who sent me has testified about me himself you have never heard his voice and seen him face to face and you do not have his message in your heart because you do not believe me, the one he sent to you. Verse 39, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures points to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name. You have rejected me. Yet if, so, if, yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you cannot believe. For you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it is not I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believe Moses, you would believe me because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what I wrote, what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? So here it is, guys. A relentless rebukes by Jesus to the people. In the first rebuke in verse 38, you do not have his message in your heart. Because what? Because you do not believe 
me. Another rebuke, verse 40, you refuse to come to me. Verse 42, you don't have God's love within you. Verse 43, you have rejected me. Verse 44, you can't believe. Verse 46, you, if you really believe Moses, you will believe me. So this is relentless rebuke to the people because of their unbelief. Now we need to remember why is, the, why is the gospel of John written? What is the purpose? Let's read John 20, verse 31. So this is the purpose of the book of John. The purpose is this. Listen carefully. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that by believing you may have life in his name. That's the purpose of the book of John. So these rebukes by Jesus to the people were written to all of us so we can learn the cost of their unbelief. What is the cost? Verse 44 of John 5 will give us the answer. Let's read again. Verse 44. No wonder you can't believe. No wonder you can't believe. No wonder you can't believe. For or because you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. They cannot believe because they love the glory of human, not the glory of God. They did not want Jesus because they want human praise. They wanted to be the center. They wanted to be made much of. This, Jesus says, is the root cause of their unbelief. Let's read the previous verse, verse 43. Okay, John 5, verse 43. For I, Jesus, have come to you in my Father's name, and you have rejected me. Yet, if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. So why would they receive a Messiah who come in his own name? Why? Because if the Messiah were like that, he will be like the people. This Messiah will make the people feel okay with their love of their own glory, their own self-exaltation. But Jesus came in the name of the Father. He humbled himself and became obedient to whom? To his Father. How humble, how obedient, obedience unto death. Death on the cross. And they did not want that kind of Messiah. If the Messiah came like this, they knew they needed to follow the footstep. They needed to deny themselves, carry the cross, and follow Jesus. They did not want that kind of Messiah, people. Remember the sermon in the beginning of the year? The cross symbolizes opposition, shame, suffering, and death, right? 
let me remind you with this slide, right? The cross symbolizes number one, opposition. And the other side of opposition is human approval, acceptance. You know, the cross symbolizes shame. The other side of shame is honor, respect, human praise. The cross symbolizes suffering. The other side of suffering, comfort and convenience. The cross symbolizes death. The other side of death is safety, no risk. Saving their face. They do not want to look stupid. These people love human praises. They love the glory of human. They wanted to be the center. They wanted to be made much of. They said this, Oh man, I'm religious. And I believe God. But they treasured something else more than God. And these people were people, listen carefully, these people were people who want Jesus but did not want the cross. Okay, I get it, Pastor Falim. But what is it for me? That's, I mean, that's his people in the book of John 5. But what is the connection of today's teaching for me? The connection is this. We are those people. You and I are those people. I'll give you an example. I don't need to look back 10 years ago to see my struggle with this loving more human appraisal. I don't need to look back 10 years ago, man. I just need to look a few seconds ago during my sermon. Because there is a question in my mind. Are you going to like my sermon or not? You know what? I want to be honest with you. I love the tap in my shoulder. Oh man, Pastor Falim, great message, especially the joke. Woo! He's so on point. I cannot stop loving, man. Good job today. The joke. Woo! I don't like when Paul, Pastor, would not make fun of my joke, man. I want to be honest with you. I don't like it. I like everybody. In love with my joke. I love the idea. Good job, Pastor Falim. Oh, good job. So I don't need to look back 10 years ago. Seriously. Just a few seconds ago. It's just un unending questions. Are you going to like me? Are you going to fall asleep? You know, are you going to... This is good. It's unending questions in my mind. But I need to remind myself all the time that the most important audience every time I preach is God himself. I need to be faithful teacher of the word. And I pray that I can teach like Jesus, bring glory to his father. Another example, our relationship between pastor and the congregation. Man, seriously, if I want to be honest with you, man, I want to be the most I mean, I want to be the most um, favorite uh, pastor of your life. You know, I like it. Pastor Valim, you are the greatest pastor. 
I just like the idea, you know, like for me, I'm the greatest, I'm the most favorite in your life. So, you know, sometimes when I come to you and I need to rebuke you, and suddenly your face turned different, you know, like, I want to be honest with you, man. In my mind, oh, 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 man, maybe I just, hey, I'm so sorry, okay, I think it's just a mistake. No, no, seriously, you're cool, you're good, you're smart, you're beautiful. No, there's nothing wrong with you. Just go on, move on with your life. Seriously, I want to say that. I want to save our relationship because I want to be the most favorite man in your life. But I need to say the truth because the truth will set you free. See, it's constant struggle. All of us are struggling with this. We want human approval, not opposition. We want honor, respect, not shame. We want to be made much of, not less of, right? We want comfort and convenience, not suffering. All of us are struggling with these sinful behaviors. Whoa, hold up, Pastor Falim. Are you saying that wanting human approval Honor, respect, and comfort is a sinful behavior? Yes. It is a sin to want human approval more than we want Jesus. It is a sin to treasure comfort of life more than we treasure Jesus. It is a sin we put all kind of things above the creator of all things. Isaiah 43, verse 6 to 7. Let's read it together. I will say to the north, give up. To the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. The entire Bible teaches us that we are created, formed, and made for His glory. Not for our own glory. We are created to make much of God and less of us. In the entire universe, only two of God's creation fail to bring Glory to the Lord. Only two. The fallen angels, Satan's and demon, and us. Especially he's here. See, that's my fallen nature. I like to blame on somebody else. You see? It's me. It's all of us. Now let's read now let's read from Ezekiel twenty-eight, verse fourteen to seventeen. Okay. Verse 14, I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. So who is this person? It's the Lucifer. This is Satan. So I ordained and anointed you, Lucifer, as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God. And walk among the stones of fire. 
you were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you, Lucifer. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banish you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, almighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. This text tells us the story of the fall of Lucifer, the fallen angel. We call him now Satan. Lucifer was created by God to serve God. And he remained perfect in his way until sin was found in him. What was the sin? We read in verse 17, your heart was filled with pride because of your because because of all your beauty your wisdom was corrupted by your your love of splendor lucifer apparently became so impressed with his own beauty so he's look in the mirror like whoa man i'm so handsome i don't need god you know, I'm the most favorite man in this place. I can preach and everybody can ooh, love me. Yay, ooh. Who need Paul? Who need Bernard, man? Suddenly, I become full of me, like Lucifer. Full of himself. Okay, so Lucifer apparently becomes so impressed with his own beauty, intelligent power, and position that he began... To desire for himself the honor and glory that belong to God. This represented the actual beginning of sin in the universe. And it continued to the fall of human, Adam and Eve. Let's read Genesis 3, verse 4 to 5. Conversation between Eve and Satan. He said, you won't die. The serpent, the serpent replied to the woman, Eve, this uh, replied to the woman, Eve, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, the fruit, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. God created Adam and Eve for his glory. Now his creation desired for their own glory. All sins, including the sin of unbelief, in our text today in John 5, at its root, is failing to give God the glory. It is loving anything else more than God. That's the root of all kind of sin. Loving anything, your game, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your family, your car, you name it. It's loving anything more than God. That's the root of all kind of sin. So here the people of John 5 wanted a Messiah who came with their own name. 
But Jesus came with the name of the Father, and the Father asked Jesus to carry the cross. And on the cross, God received all the glories. On the cross, God opens a way for all his people to be safe. And we are not safe by our own works that we can be proud of. We are saved by faith. Faith in Christ Jesus. Faith in the finished work of Christ. That we cannot boast. That we cannot be proud of. It is not me. It is not you. It is Christ alone. It is faith alone. That is the nature of our saving faith. When we come to Jesus in faith, we surrender the right to claim any glory for ourselves. When we come to Jesus in faith, we acknowledge our place and God's place in my life, in our life. But the funny thing, the funny thing, many Christians still say this, oh, some belongs to God, some belongs to me. We can be honest to one another today, including myself. Oh, Sunday belongs to you, God, but weekdays belongs to me. Oh, my ministry belongs to you, God, but my love life belongs to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That time, my devotion belongs to you. When I play games, I can just scream like a beast. That's just me. Belong to me. How many Christians make that kind of statement? Do you know when we say some belongs to us, oh, some belongs to me, Lord, we become the God of that some. True or not? Oh, this is mine. This is mine. You become the owner of that things. True or not? But do I need to remind all of you today? that we are not the owner. We are the steward of all his gift. Everything belongs to God. Maybe that is why many Christians struggle to give all the glories to God because we think we own something. I'm going to close with a story, and I need two volunteers. Uh, can I just Paul and Chandra? So just easier, so you can play music after this. I need volunteers. Um, okay, there's a turtle. Live in LA, and he decided, this turtle decided, uh, to enjoy his vacation, running away from winter time, and he wants to stay in Florida, okay? And he knows that he cannot walk too far and fast, so he decided to convince to, uh, to his friend, Bird, this is one for you, Chandra, one for you, show it to the people that how cute the bird is, it's, it's my daughter's, okay? So this turtle decided, hey, I need your help. Okay, I want to enjoy my vacation in Florida, okay, bird? Bird one, bird two, okay? So I need your help. I need you to hold this rope for me, okay? 
and hold this rope for me. Oh, it's too short. Okay, it's okay. And I will bite the rope and you will take me. Fly, okay? So I can go to Florida faster. Okay? So fly. Mm, good. Stay here. Stay there. Now suddenly, many people from the ground like, look at them like, whoa, that is so cool. That is so smart. Look at that. That's the biggest innovation in this time. Smart, smart. And suddenly, the turtle cannot, unable to resist to take a credit. And he opened his mouth. It is me. And what happened to him? He fall to the ground and die. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Chandra. Like this turtle, many Christians will fall in their walk of faith if they desire to take God's glory. Don't be like this turtle. You know, your intelligence comes from the Lord. The idea for you to fly with the bird, you know, is from the Lord. But so many of us, we just like the turtle. It is me, man. I'm the small, I'm the, I'm the most beautiful person in the whole world. Who need Pastor Bernard? Who need Paul? It is me. Don't be like this person, but be like Abraham. Romans 4, verse 20 says this, No unbelief made Abraham waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Look at this statement. Abraham grew strong in faith, and what happened to him? He gave glory to God. Strong faith, more glory to him. Not suddenly you walk like, oh man, <laughs> it's me, man. I'm the best. Not you, especially not you, Paul. Stop making fun of my joke, man. Sally is just full of you because you always put yourself in the mirror and you forget who you are before Christ. All of us have a love affair with human praise. We desire for our own glory. If we say no today, let me say that, we are a liar. All of us, we long, we desire for this. We know we want it. We desire it. But as a born again Christians, we need to deny it people. And the good news for all of you, through the cross, Jesus already break the power of our addiction of human approval. On the cross, Jesus break all kind of sin. So now our eyes can see the beauty of God and we say, I want that stuff more than all of this stuff. I want Jesus more than money. I want Jesus more than my boyfriend. I want Jesus more than my girlfriend. I want you, Lord. Why? Because God opened your eyes, God softened your heart, and now you can see the beauty of Christ. It's not about you. 
is about what Jesus did at the cross and what Jesus do today in your life and what He will do in our life. It's always about Jesus, people. So listen to me carefully. Give Him glory because everything belongs to Him. Your salvation, my salvation belongs to Him. Give Him glory. Give Him glory.